Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your company's softball team, or just live to have fun, that's what I do. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please, don't make me beg, please drink responsibly. Captain's Orders. With a smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience, Mack Weldon underwear is definitely better than whatever you're currently wearing, which for me is nothing. Sorry for the visual. In addition to looking and feeling great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard too. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. All that, and they're shipped right to your door. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. They will still refund you, no questions asked. Really, what are they going to do with your used underwear anyway? Send it back? Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code ODDS. All right, welcome to another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones playing us in. We're now past the middle of July, about 50 days to the start of pro football. We're almost there, Tate. I can taste it. Can you taste it? I can taste it. It feels great. It feels amazing. <laughs> Time for some football. Let's Time to talk it. about something. Yeah, let's get through it already. People can uh, sometimes tell by the smell of the grass how close we are to September. I know when a star player from my beloved Dallas Cowboys shows up in the police blotter that football season's about to start. <laughs> Jesus. Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott, he's the new groundhog. He's our uh, Puxatawney Phil. All right, we're going to talk baseball MVP betting. We'll take a ride on Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino. We'll discuss Michael Phelps is racing a shark. It's actually happening on Shark Week. And then our good friend Joe House is coming on, British Open this week. And let me say this, golf is unequivocally the most underrated sport to bet on. When you have a lot of money riding on a 15-foot putt, and the fact that no one, fans, commentators are allowed to say a word, it lends to the excitement. It's a great rush for all degenerates, I promise you that. I highly, highly recommend you risk a substantial portion of your paycheck this week on the British Open. Joe House, who's been on fire betting these majors, is going to help us out. He gave us Brooks Kepka at 40-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. He bet on Sergio Garcia, I think around 30-1 to 1 to win the Masters. The guy knows what the F he's talking about. He'll be calling in. But first, before we get to House, Let's talk to the wizards of wagering, the gurus of gambling, my degenerate trifecta. All right, Harry. Harry is calling from Hawaii. What's happening, Harry? Hey, what's up, pal? What's going on? <laughs> Beautiful out here. I don't get it. You're traveling. The sun. You were in Costa Rica a few weeks ago. You're in Hawaii. Jay-Z and Beyonce's nanny doesn't get to travel as much as you do. How, you, how are you doing this? You forgot, you forgot it. <laughs> You, you forgot in between that I was in Vail, Colorado as well. Vail, Colorado. You really, you do it all. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I also can't believe that you bet on three three golf tournaments this weekend. Was it three or four? I'll tell you what I can't. It was, it was three, but I'll tell you what I can't do is hit a parlay. You can't hit a parlay? You hit a parlay. Well, maybe if you focus on one golf tournament. You took, you took uh, listen, if anyone took their seven-year-old niece to well, play miniature golf, there's a good chance Harry had a, a bet on her. <laughs> It's crazy, these golf love tournaments Rick, you have. Look, look, I loved Ricky Fowler over Rory 
in the Scottish Open, came through with ease. Rory again. By the way, Darren, Rory's not, I don't think Rory's picking enough black for his awful play. Another missed cut. Fowler steamrolled him. Mm-hmm. And then I had Stricker over Jamie Love Mark in the John Deere. Mm-hmm. Stricker goes for 73 and then just rips off 66-65 to cover. And then in the Scottish, I had Bradley Dredge, who didn't have him, over Andrew Johnson. <laughs> and 10 minutes before the, they announced what the cut, the cut line was even all day long until the last 10 minutes. And it went to minus one and finished even, so I lose. And then and you then had that the, was nothing the because Senior Open, which was actually televised, so that right. was good. You got to see that at least. <laughs> Who did you? You had Langer? I had Langer at 5-1. to one. He had won the tournament four times in a row. Mind you, it was Sunday was my birthday. Mm-hmm. And still, at this point, he had the lead after day one, day two, day three. He was uh, down one. And he had one-stroke lead heading to 17. And he double bogeys a par three, goes from up one to down one, need a birdie on 18, he pars, I lose. All right. There you go. So it doesn't matter if you're in Vail, Colorado, or Costa Rica, or Hawaii. You're you're, you're losing parlays all over the place, right? (laughs) Throwing that I got Kyle Pipers, too, who was four back after the first day, and he didn't even make it to Sunday. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, we won money on Federer. We bet Wimbledon because we've been bored. Wimbledon is tough for me because the, the matches are all, they all start like either at three in the morning or six in the morning. But uh, we weathered the storm. We won that. You had Federer in straight sets. That was nice uh, to win the, the finals. Was that plus 175 or something? Uh, plus 125. All right. 175 sounds so much better. But uh, you had a bad beat, though. You had a very weird bad beat. In the baseball, what was it, the home run derby, right? Yeah, so I ended up parlaying some individual matchups at the home run derby, and I had taken Sano over Mustakis, and I parlayed that with Blackman over Bellinger. So what ended up happening was Blackman was beating Bellinger by about eight with about a minute and 30 left, and then Bellinger started cranking out a bunch of homers. With three seconds left, he gets gets it to fourteen thirteen. Now at this point is I'm Harry sending me all these texts saying, Congrats, way to go. That was so easy. <laughs> Only to find out they ruled Bellinger's last home run at four hundred and forty six feet. So he got an extra thirty seconds of bonus time. Eventually he hits two more homers and I lose. But you get a bonus you get a bonus for four hundred what was it? What was the bonus for four hundred and thirty feet? Four forty. Four forty. Four forty. Right. Unbelievable. So I ended up sending you I sent you guys some videos of that just because there was a home run Bellinger hit that was, they listed at 437 feet. That was way further than this last home run. So <laughs> it was definitely a little bit fixed. I think they wanted Bellinger in the second round. So it was definitely a bad beat. But Ugh. overall, I've had a good couple of weeks. So I can't really complain. You just have to shut your I'm phone blaming, off. I'm blaming Carl Ravick for that, by the way. Carl Ravick is getting the blame for that. Why? He, too, what? He, was he was announcing it. He said he didn't say anything about 440 feet, and it was over. And then they called him back 25 seconds later, and then he got the 30 seconds, and that was it. This would never happen in the in the Chris Berman regime, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that, that's a weird bad beat in the home run derby. Uh, Parlay Kid, what's happening, man? Hey, uh, what's going on, pal? You know, we had a good time this past weekend. We were in Dallas. We attended the National Fantasy Football Convention. Our buddy 
Andy uh, put it on. And with Tony Romo, they've been trying to get this off the ground for three years. The first year it was in, in Vegas, and just a couple weeks before it was supposed to go down, the NFL pulled the plug on it because, God forbid, you have a fantasy football convention in Vegas where the Raiders are going to now play in perpetuity. They're going to be forever. And then the second year was shut down. They finally get it going this year, and uh, Romo's not even a part of it. <laughs> he says, you're on your own, Cousin Andy. He's like, I'm going golfing in this uh, celebrity celebrity tournament. I forget what it was. I do remember, though, that Brother Brian and I bet on Romo plus 450 to win this thing. <laughs> And he brought, what was he? Did he finish in the top 20? I was too disgusted to look. I, I think he ended up around 20. He was 20th. Yeah. This is what I hate. And Brian, same thing with the home run derby. We end up betting on these events where the guys don't care. They're having so much fun losing. Romo's uh, golfing basketballs to Steph Curry, and he's dunking. A lot of no- nonsense is going on. The Bellinger's hugging. You know, Giancarlo Stanton. I, I don't. I, I feel like the betters take it more seriously than the players. But Darren, you had fun at the convention, right? Yeah, great time. Uh, Andy Albert deserves a uh, a lot of credit for pulling that event off. Mm. Yeah. So Romo. Uh, I mean, he told you he was going to win, right? That's why you guys bet that. He he told you. He said, "I'm winning this tournament." So uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> didn't come close. But great job by Andy. Uh, well, I met a couple guys. So I got recognized as the parlay kid <laughs> at the National Fantasy Football Convention. I'm trying by, to figure by out. By two gentlemen. Yeah. How, how would they even know me? The only way they would know me is either seeing my tiny bald head on my Twitter account <laughs> or from that, uh, from that Rambo Miyagi. versus Miyagi yeah. a chip that was put on me. Right. Right? Uh, at that point. That's the only way these guys would know me. Their names... So i got to give these guys shout-outs for the, my my first two fans. Go ahead. To uh, William and Carlos. They're SMU grads. Mm-hmm. They played a little football down there. Uh, seem like great guys. I'm going to dedicate my parlay to, today to those two. And I'll throw a shout-out to their friend uh, Travis, too. Yeah, he was a Giant that. fan, but seemed like a pretty good, pretty good <laughs> overall guy. But, yeah, amazing. A great time. Great time. So I, I got you know I got double digits at that convention. I, I hosted a few things with Matthew Berry, a few panels, but uh, double digits. I love the podcast. I got a lot of uh, I, you know, and I, I assume they're talking about our podcast and not S Town or This American Life or something. They weren't specific, but I have to assume they were talking about this podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, keep yeah, it up. I'm getting recognized, Sal. It's getting big. <laughs> That's how Clooney was uh, first discovered. He was on a very tiny chip, and now look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he sold tequila for four hundred billion dollars. All right, let's go. Let's go look at baseball for a minute. Major League Baseball. I'm going to take a quick look around the league. Uh, World Series winner Dodgers, red hot, three to one odds. Houston Astros, almost as hot, four to one odds. The Red Sox, six to one, and Washington plus seven fifty. And yet, you can only bet on one of those divisions out of those four teams. The other three are shut down. Dodgers. NL West, 10.5 game lead, can't bet on that division. Washington, 10.5 game lead, can't bet on that division. Houston, 15.5 game lead, that's dead. So what's left is the National League Center, uh, the National League Central. Cubs, despite being 3.5 games out, are minus 190 to win that division. Uh, Milwaukee, plus 140, 3.5 up. St. Louis, plus 750, 5.5 behind. AL East, Boston. Three, two and a half game lead over Tampa Bay, who's won seven out of the last ten. 
Tampa Bay is plus 750. Boston minus 500. Your guys, Yankees, 4-1 to one odds. They're 3.5 out. And the AL Central, Cleveland, minus 450 to win. They're three. They're 1.5 up on Minnesota, who is plus 550. Boy, there's still some good value in there. Brian, we like Kansas City. They're three games out, 5-1. to one. And then Detroit and Chicago White Sox are far away. But listen, let's talk AL and NL MVP odds. Um, I don't know if they've adjusted these. Aaron Judge, he's collapsing. He's minus 270 to win the AL MVP. Parlay Kid, I think he's done. Hopefully you enjoyed the home run derby. He's two for his last 25. What do you think? You're, you love the Yankees. You're not putting your money behind Aaron Judge. Mm, Sal, that's a that's a great point. I, You know, I'm as big of a Yankee fan as you can get, but I just, the team is kind of fading right now. Uh, Judge, we we talked about this weeks ago where I even said I he obviously couldn't keep up this historic pace. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big in this case with uh, Correa going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really uh, have, I'm taking till Altuve here to win that MVP. So, All right, right. Uh, if you look at Altuve, he's going to end up with well over 200 hits, uh, close to a 350 average, 40 plus doubles, 20 plus home runs, 30 plus stolen bases. He has the best wins above replacement in the major leagues. Uh, to me, he's going to be the MVP, and I think he get pretty good value with uh, with Altuve right now on yeah. the American League side. Yeah, he was five to one before. I think they took it off for a minute because it's Correa. Then Correa is out six sure. to eight weeks. Uh, he was five to one before the injury. What do you think, Harry? What are you saying? I agree with Darren too. Before that injury with Correa, I think just with the way the Astros have just dominated. I mean, that's they're, they're amazing the record and what they're doing offensively every night. It seems like it's seven, eight runs. They get innings where they get four or five runs in the inning. I think it's Altuve or it's Springer at this point because I think you have to give it to, I know it looks like it might cancel uh, each guy out, but still, Altuve has just been, what, 347, something like that you said, Darren, and uh, and Springer's numbers, 27 homers. Somebody's got to get it from the Astros with the way they've been dominating right. on offense and the record. Yeah, I was looking at that too, Brian. What what are you saying, Brian? This is this is a close race, but you you want to take an Astro, but do these guys cancel each other out? Yeah, I was thinking they'd cancel each other out. I think Correa getting hurt actually, you know, I think Darren said it before, but Correa getting hurt actually helps Altuve a lot in this race. I mean, Altuve finished third last year. He's having a better year this year. I think it right now. It's down, I mean, it's probably a two man race. You have Judge and and Altuve at this point. I mean, Altuve's. I mean the uh, table setter for them. He always seems to be on base. Um, not really sure with Springer. I, I don't expect as, as big a second half from him as the first half. Uh, if you're looking for a little bit of a sleeper here, Betts is 11-1. Uh, he finished second last year. He's currently, I think, fourth in uh, uh, wins above replacement. So not a bad not a bad little gamble there. Yeah, I was looking at that too, and I, I have an asterisk by Springer. I, I have reluctantly take Springer because I think the odds are a little high, plus 650. He's like 27 homers, 64 RBIs. He'd have to get pretty hot, obviously, to win this thing anyway. He's over 300. His wins above replacement is 4.1. Because Betts, I don't know, he's only at 275. Not not a great Mookie Betts year. I was thinking Mike Trout, maybe a 12-1 to 1 can make a move, but 31 RBIs is just too low. Uh, you know, he was out for a while. So you guys might be you might be uh, right there with Altuve. Um, National League. What are we going to say, Harry? Paul Goldschmidt from your uh, beloved Arizona Diamondbacks. 
was favored well, he's along slipping. with Harper. He's slipping an average. Yeah. He's slipping an average, and the team is ice cold. They're on their uh, worst uh, streak of the season right now. They're mm-hmm. only, I believe, a half game or a, ha- a game ahead of the Rockies for the uh, for the first place wild card. And uh, the Rockies with Ar- Arenado, I mean, he's putting up huge numbers this year, but not winning the division and uh, playing in Colorado pretty much just knocks him out. But uh, I'm going to actually go on a, out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Justin Turner, hmm. I know he's hitting 377, which is extremely impressive, but his RBIs are down and because he was on the DL and his home runs are at 11. But his on-base percentage is almost 500. Slugging percentage is almost 600. He's been beyond clutch. And maybe the real reason uh, why I think he deserves the MVP is uh, I like the way he wears his uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean, he the button down <laughs> like Reggie Jackson in the late seventies, the, the the jersey button down to the Dodgers red numbers, the mm-hmm. red beard, the red hair, and it's remedy for uh, MVP. Yeah, especially with winning the division and having the best record. No, people don't know that. The voters oftentimes take into account how a guy is dressed. Uh, it becomes like a, a runway model type thing. But, yeah, no, that's good. Oh, it that's does. Good insight, Harry. Brother, me, it does. Brother Brian, what do you say? Arizona actually made a big trade today, right? They got J.D. Martinez from the Tigers. From the, tri- from the Tigers. So that's now, correct. Now they have two guys with an OPS over one, uh, Goldschmidt being the other. What What do you think, Brian? Does it matter? Is it Goldschmidt? Is it his to win or Bryce uh, Harper, or do you like a uh, uh, mid-range? Yeah, I mean, Harper right now is plus, Harper right now is plus 160, Goldschmidt uh, plus 250. They kind of flip, flip-flopped over the last few days. I mean, I think, I think if Arizona goes on to make the playoffs, Goldschmidt will probably win. But one sleeper who I do like out uh, at, at the moment is Anthony Rendon. He's, he's 14-1. If you look at uh, the last three years in the NL uh, MVP race, the winner uh, was also the the wins above replacement leader too hmm. in that same year. And actually, Rendon is leading uh, the NL in in WAR at the moment uh, for position players. So it's something to keep an eye on. I, I mean, if you're going to go Harper at plus 160, I think Rendon's been equally as valuable. And at plus 1400, I think that's pretty good value. Hmm. Interesting. All right, I like that WAR stat. Parley Kid, what do you say? Okay, well, what are, what are the main criteria right, for uh, MVP, right? We're looking at batting average, home runs, RBIs, and how they, and team, how they right? wear That's their, pretty ha- much... No, how they wear their uniform we, we <laughs> is, is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's obviously a factor now, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to add that fifth category into okay. it. So if I were just to read you some of these stats right now, um, I don't think you could tell the difference. Okay, 315, 21, 71. 329, 23, 72. Mm-hmm. 344, 16, 71. That last one being Daniel Murphy, 344 average, 16 home runs, 71 RBI. Mm. Uh, the guy is consistent as, as heck. Um, at 20 to 1, what a value I think he is in this MVP pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, uh, I, could, I think his average will maintain. I think he's going to end up with about 25 home runs, 115 to 120 RBIs. You're going to see Harper's average decline a little bit. He's not going to keep that 329 pace up all year. I think the home runs will be there, RBIs will be there. But Murphy's consistency could end up – he could end up winning this thing, kind of sneaking in at a 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. I think that's great value. And plus, six more games against the Mets means at least another 12 home runs for Murphy, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's true. Doesn't that mean yeah. about that, Sal? So? Yeah, well, no more. He'll probably have like 24 at bat. So, yeah, m- maybe in the 20 range. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's the worst. That's uh, the worst. Dara, Dara, I will say, though, I, I thought the same thing when I saw 20 to 1 odds, but uh, when I was doing a little research, I saw that Murphy actually is 126 in war uh, in all of baseball, which is really low. Yeah. Yeah. There's good second base. That, that could be, that's, you know, that's a great statistic to throw in there, but what was Mur- what did he finish in the MVP voting last year, Murphy? What was I, it? I think he was, uh, 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 you guys, I'm sorry I'm throwing this out there, but well, Bryant I, won it, I know, last year. Okay, yeah. I think Murphy was 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 close. You know, he was in the top, mm-hmm. and I was sure. I'm sure his uh, wins above above replacement was not much better last year. Right. So, You're I think right. that I think that stat is important. I think it's important for Altuve. Um, so I, I, you're right. That's going to be that could be a big factor. I think the voters are looking at these like um, sabermetric stats or whatever we want to call them. When it comes to uh, baseball, I think those those are important stats now. So yeah. you might have thrown a little damper on uh, on that right That's there. Right. Don't worry I'm about it. I'm still going to say it. Twenty guns. to one. Stick 20, your guns. Twenty to one. Twenty to one is great value. All right. Great now, value. Now Tate, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the parlay kid said consistent as heck. Can we bleep that? Are we allowed to? Bleep of course. That? Of right, course. Please. I want to. I want to <laughs> protect. He's a school protect teacher. These. Yeah. He's a school teacher for crying out loud. For the kids. Yeah. Bleep that out. If you can. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Okay, here's one. Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather. Let's do this. First round punches landed by Conor McGregor on Floyd, minus six and a half. Over punches landed by Harry on Floyd. Harry plus 135. So basically, you're thinking, will Conor McGregor land seven punches on Floyd? What do you think, Harry? You haven't been put in a prop uh, yet. This is your first one. Congratulations. No, I I, uh, I sort of appreciate it. Thank you. But, you know, uh, I'm actually going to go against myself, and I'm taking Conor. Um, you know, just for the main factor that, you know, if anyone knows me, uh, basically uh, – I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter, so uh, mm-hmm. that's it. I'll take Connor. <laughs> so you're saying Connor has nothing to do. You're betting against your. your I mean, I really didn't think you were going to land many punches, but this is more of a, a testament on Connor how well he's oh, going to do wanna, his floor. I don't want to show off my skills. You know? I don't want to show off my skills. Okay, yeah, don't show off your skills. All right, so, uh, Bro- I'll take Connor. brother Bride, what are you saying? Well, Harry's not giving himself enough credit. I mean, I don't. He's pretty nimble and Never quick do. for somebody who's uh, like five foot two, three hundred pounds, right, Harry? <laughs> getting worse. <laughs> but uh, what's getting I, worse? I'm, the I'm height the, is your height getting worse too? <laughs> Dolphin but I am, am going to take Harry on this one, though, uh, okay. and it's not why you would think because there's a good chance Harry could punch a punchy bag once and go to the hospital for a heart attack. But <laughs> uh, the reason I'm going with Harry in this one is because I don't even think Connor's going to land seven punches in this fight. If you look at uh, actually Mayweather's last three fights, um, he has not been landed on. I think. Pacquiao only landed three punches in the first round on Mayweather. Wow. Um, I know Berto landed less than less than six, and I think uh, Maidana in the rematch only landed two punches in the first round. So mm-hmm. 
has really nothing to do with Harry's quickness, but I'm still going to take Harry plus 135. All right, Parlay Kid, what do you think? Well, would Harry beat his old bookie, Floyd? Would that would he be able to beat Floyd as bookie? I don't know. In I don't a fight? know if he would. <laughs> I think Floyd's beaten but up listen, on him over the plenty. years. <laughs> but I have to say, Brian is right. Harry is an underrated athlete. As a boxer, picture a quicker butterbean. <laughs> All right. He's ambidextrous. Yeah. He's he's ambidextrous. And I'm not even sure if Harry knows if he's a lefty or righty. Mm-hmm. I, that, and that's probably a good thing. Right. He can kind of use both hands. Uh, like Rocky and Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. he kind of has those unorthodox training methods, like running in a pool right. and hitting a tennis ball against the garage door. Yeah. <laughs> um, like these type of things. Yeah, Harry has so been practicing. He's, with he's, the... he's trying to lose weight by hitting, playing tennis with himself uh, for hours and hours and hours in the Arizona heat. I don't know if it's working, but... Uh, it's got Floyd Mayweather right. so scared. You, cu- you, you, you couple all these things with the fact that McGregor's probably not going to touch Floyd. Mm-hmm. Harry plus 135. Right. Okay, I like that. Thanks, boys. Yeah, I'm going with Harry, too. I really am. I just uh, I didn't know those punch wow. stats that uh, that Brother Bride threw out, but I, I just think this is part of Mayweather's plan. He's not going to want to get hit. He's not going to try to get hit. He's going to embarrass him defensively as much as he is offensively. And this is it. I, I don't know. You know, Harry may even, uh, if he gets the right tickets, you know, he may get a seat by the that tunnel. He might land the shot to the neck as uh, as as Floyd is coming in. So I think Harry could even land the shot here even more than Connor. I'm going Harry plus 135. Don't let us down, Harry. Win this. Sal, you, Sal, you haven't gone with me on anything since, like, 2011. <laughs> I know. I know. I just hate Connor. Wow. I don't know what to do. Thanks. All right, that's another All week right. of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, now there's an event coming up at the end of this week. Michael Phelps It's going to be on Discovery, I think the 23rd, I think Sunday. Michael Phelps is racing a shark. He's actually racing a shark. The shark, and you can bet on this, is minus 1,000. Phelps, 5.5 to 1. Parlay kid, what are you going with here? This seems obvious. It's this is so obvious, Sal. Um, one, this is obviously a, a promotion, right, for the Discovery Channel for Shark Week, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess this is this is thirty weeks, thirty years. Excuse me, of Shark Week. Mm-hmm. Thirty years. It's a long I didn't time. realize that Discovery Channel's been a, around for that long. So, yeah. uh, credit to credit to them. Uh, Sal, great white sharks swim up to 25 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, how fast do you think Michael Phelps swims at his fastest? Well, I looked it up, so I know this, but go ahead. I'll let you I'll Okay, let you so you it. know. Yeah. Well, it's, well, so I looked it up, too. He swims at his fastest about six miles per hour. You had right. the same number as me? What I if, did. Like, that's what if, at uh, its fastest. Darren, but Darren what, if, uh, what if at the end of the, uh, the pool there's a bong? Oh, Harry, <laughs> you're going to get your turn. Is it faster? <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a good point. Than, yeah. I know that, you'd get there delicious. faster, that's for sure. You'd be able to do whoa. that. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Darren, what do you think? Finish us up. What are you, who are you taking? Well, listen. Well, Michael Shark, Michael, Michael <laughs> Phelps, excuse me, swims about the same speed as a mackerel. Uh-huh. So it's obvious. The great white shark, this isn't even close. I'm not even sure how they're racing or what they're doing. 
Um, I'm not sure if this, the shark stops mm-hmm. midway through. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, but obviously, if you're just going by uh, speed, the shark in a blowout. Right. Yeah, it's 100 meters. They're not swimming side by side, although I did hear like there are 15 safety divers in case they do meet up. So it's not, it's not, you know, they're not sectioned off by any means. Uh, Brother Brian, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, isn't the objective of Discovery to show how fast sharks are? So there's there's no way they're letting Phelps win this. Oh, you think uh, this is Even fixed. if the shark stops. I, I mean, that's yeah. the whole pu- purpose of this, right? It's just to, to see uh, the shark kill uh yeah, this could be this could undo thirty years of of uh, Shark Week. Like if the shark loses, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> Michael Phelps is going to have to have his own week every uh, third week in every July. That'll suck. You're right. Just just watch Jaws once a year. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel so. All right, Harry. What do you what do you say? You add to your uh, terrific bong joke. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it does seem obvious, but uh, I'll take the greatest Olympian um, <laughs> ever. At five and a half to one, plus maybe the shark is just dumb and freezes, like Darren said. I don't know what I don't know what the rules are, but maybe he just freezes and gives up time. At five and a half to one, the greatest Olympian ever. Right, stick a five to one. It's true. Yeah, the shark. I mean, the shark doesn't have twenty-three gold medals. That's for sure. Probably. I don't know. I don't know that for positive. But yeah, I. Uh, no, you're wrong, Harry. The, the shark is uh, going to beat Michael Phelps. I'm sorry. Six miles an hour versus 25 miles an hour. This is uh, Chris Christie versus Hussein Bolt right now. And, uh, and unless I don't, I don't even know how the shark is going to know to go forward. Maybe Chief Brody is is holding an electric uh, electrified like <laughs> broomstick or something on there the other go. end. But the shark uh, easily, I say, minus 1,000 is the pick. All right. Ah, uh, hotel tonight. You know, if you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, I've got good news for you. There's this awesome app called Hotel Tonight. It helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. I'm doing so much traveling this summer. I'm constantly on this app. And sometimes I look at it, I'm, I'm just fascinated to watch the prices go down. I'm not even kidding. I'm a weird dude. Um, these aren't last resort places. They're actually cool, top-rated hotels you want to stay in. Harry, you do a lot of traveling. You don't have a lot of money. Hotel Tonight is for you. All right? Absolutely. Use it plenty. Yes, and all it takes is 10 seconds and three taps and a swipe. So get in on these killer last-minute deals. Download the Hotel Tonight app now. And Simply Safe. Here we go. Simply Safe. Getting a good night's sleep is easier said than done, especially when you think you just heard a noise downstairs. Think about it. What do you do in that situation, Harry? You hear a no- noise downstairs. What do you do? Boy, I uh, I got uh, hide in the closet. That's it. <laughs> Why hide in the closet? You pay a lot of money. I'm sorry, Harry. Your boss pays a lot of money for you to stay where you stay every night. And you need to, don't need to check your kids' beds every hour, sleep with one eye open. You could rest easy knowing that your home and family are protected with Simply Safe. Dedicated team of security professionals are watching over you 24-7, ready to send the police. Harry, you had the police at your house, what, like every three weeks? Uh, every two. Every, every two. two. All right. With Simply Safe, there's no long-term contracts. And around-the-clock monitoring is only $14.99 a month. So don't spend another night second-guessing your home safety. Go to simplysafe.com slash ringer. Get a special 10% discount when you order today. That's simplysafe.com slash ringer for 10% off your order. Simplysafe.com slash ringer. Best bets, guys. We're here. 
Let's do it. Not a lot on the board. Shark versus Phelps, WNBA, British Open, baseball games, Gold Cup. What do you guys think? I'm going to start with Brother Bry. All right, Sal. I'm going to take uh, Matsuyama in the open over McElroy this weekend in a tournament matchup, uh, minus 110. Like Harry was saying earlier, McElroy just hasn't looked right for, for months, it seems. I know he changed his clubs up. It seems like he's just out of form. He's missed the cut in three of his last four tournaments. Meanwhile, Matsuyama, on the other hand, has played pretty well. He finished second at the Open, 11th at the Masters. Uh, he's been really good with his irons, and uh, I know the putting surface is uh, expected to be slow this week, so that that should help him out. Um, and by the way, I just I, I really can't wait to hear uh, House give his picks because I did win a bunch of money uh, with Kepka last time, so I'm looking forward to this. Yes, I'll, I'll remind him of that. Yeah, he, he's been on fire with this. I'm like, he, he's, and he's bursting, too. He emailed me. He's very excited about this. Parlay Kid, what are you going with? Okay, so I'm dedicating this parlay to uh, my new friends, William and Carlos, All right. uh, that I met in Dallas. And uh, like Brian, I'm, gonna, I'm going with golf. Um, in fact, they probably don't want their names attached to this parlay. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'm about see to how give, it goes but I guess first. it's too late now. <laughs> okay, it, it's too late now. So <laughs> it's 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 too bad, uh, William and Carlos, but it's happening. Okay, I was listening to uh, little Mike Francesa today. Uh, and by the way, Sal, mm-hmm. how come your name has not come up in, in taking over for Mike Francesa when he leaves? You would be. I think you should be a. Uh, a candidate right there. I think you should throw your name oh, into that that's uh, nice. ring. That's nice. He's right a there. Diet Coke guy. Yeah. I'm a Coke Zero guy. I don't think I don't think the fan is having it. They can't Uh-oh. make the switch. They're not ready. I, but that's nice. I of think you. your fans. I think your <laughs> your fans would love it. New York boy coming back home to his uh, roots right there. You yeah, know? You're, you're thinking you're thinking uh, anyway, too small. Mike, you're Mike, thinking too uh, too small. We're going to be bigger than Francesa if that's possible. Uh, not they, physically, oh, but we're going to be. You we're know be what? Bigger. M- <laughs> My apologies. All right. But uh, he had Mike Breed on from the uh, Golfing Channel, so I, I kind of picked up a few things today. So here's my parlay, Sal. I'm going to take Spieth, minus 600, Rose, minus 500, Rom minus 450, and Snedeker, minus 360, to make the cut. Parlay that along with Fleetwood Whoa. on his home uh, court right there to finish in the top 20 at minus 115. It's about a... Uh, Plus three uh, ten your majesties right there and a hundred your your majesty wager excuse me okay Uh, so I kind of like that right there for that parlay it's a it's a lot throwing a lot at you there but um, I'm pretty confident in that right there I think it's a pretty solid parlay all right sorry Carlos O'Brien and whoever I'm sorry whoever your new friends are but that's (laughs) that's it that's what that's what you're gonna have to go with plus over three to one odds on that that's good what are you saying Harry what's your pick. Well, I know I've made some uh, a few sort of outlandish predictions already in this podcast, and I have a odd feeling this week uh, about Phil Mickelson. Uh, for the U.S. Open, he wasn't in the field on account of his daughter's graduation. I think there's something. His last major that he won was in 2013, and it was the British Open. And I think he's going to be especially focused for this major since he wasn't in the last. He's playing, he's going up in a matchup against Brandon Grace, and he's minus 125. I like Phil a lot in that as my best bet. But also, look out, look out at 45-1. to 1. Phil to be leading after round one and 40-1 to 1 to win it. Really? He came in second last year, right? Yeah, you know, and he's, uh, 
he he won the Scottish a few years ago too. So uh, when he when he uh, won the week after in the uh, in the British Open, so I think like I said, with him not being at the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. watch the first day on Thursday, maybe at sixty-seven. Right. All right. Well, I think this is an Arizona bias. I see a, a thread here with the podcast and you and the Arizona bias, or maybe it's a lefty bias. Well, do we figure out if you're a lefty? You don't know if you're a lefty, right? <laughs> I go both. Okay, you go both. All right, I'm going off the board here. I'm taking, for the World Series of Poker, they're down to nine. They used to call it the November nine, but then they figured, hey, we can't uh, go from July to November. These guys could get uh, murdered in a cash game. So they do it like two days later. I think it starts back up Thursday. John Hesp is a 64-year-old man. Look this guy up. He's a lot of fun. He's he's an Englishman. This is his first time visiting Vegas, and he's second. He's the second chip leader. He's 85.7 million chips. 97.2, 97.2, I think, is first. You can get 3-1 to one odds for John Hess to win this whole thing. I really like it. I, you know, 64-year-old, like I said, never been to Vegas. Check him out. He's like uh, Craig Sager and the, and the Six Flags guy from the Six Flags commercial, the dancer. If those guys had a baby, this would be John Hess. 3-1 to one odds. He's going to win the World Series of Poker. That's my bet of the week. Boy, we need football to get here already. <laughs> Golf, uh, golf, we could do it. World Series of Poker. All right, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. And uh, oh, thanks, Sal. We're going to talk Take to Joe House, and we're going to talk to Joe House in a minute, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. My next guest, one of my favorites. He's eating a lot of things, but when it comes to golf, Crow is not one of those things. By my calculations. He's correctly picked the winners of four of the last six majors in golf. Joe House, welcome to Against All Odds. Cuz, I love you. <laughs> uh, a small correction. What is it? I, I have correctly so- selected five out of the last six. Now, your records are different from what I've given out to the public because, uh, you know, maybe I don't always f- take my own advice. We'll put it that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Five of the last six majors, though. The only one that I've missed out of the last six is Jimmy Walker at the PGA Championship, and nobody had him. So nobody that's okay. had him. Right, right. All right, I'm sorry. I, I, I made the mistake. I, I sold you short. I should never do that. Joe, you have your own <laughs> podcast, House of Cards. Sorry. You have your own podcast, House of Carbs. See, it's such a good title. I screwed it up. It, and the I'll, I'll tell you right now. The podcast itself is better than the title, if that's possible. But you're doing everything. You're on with me. You're on with Simmons regularly. You're running. You're running the ringer, aren't you? You imagine if I got paid for any of this? <laughs> you are going to get unbelievable. paid. This is how you're going to get paid. You're going to make out with so many interns at the Christmas party. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, you are a hot shot right now. I I do not want to say one word in response. To good. That, that good. feels like it feels like a lawsuit, a divorce. I like it. I'm not saying a word. I like it all. All right, listen, we'll talk about your podcast in a minute, but let's get down to golf. Now, you did, let's let's review. You gave us Brooks Kepka at 40 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. That happened. I did that. Sergio, I, I did that. That's true. Sergio Garcia around 30 to 1. I forget what the odds were to win the uh, 30, 30 to 1. The Masters. Danny Willett, that was a long shot. I mean, that's just three of the five winners, but those those were long, long shots. How do you do it? How are, yeah, you, we all, how are you able we, to do this? Well, part of it, for sure, is casting a wide enough net 
to uh, capture. And I know some people like to criticize that approach. I don't quite understand what the point of criticizing is. I try to give out a big enough winner each time so that uh, you cover all of your angles. You can you can uh, play a lot of different ways. But if you give out five or six winners and one of those guys hits, it pays for everybody. Right. I also like, as you know, to, to play a couple of the make-the-cut parlays. I like to, to come up with a six-pack on those, on those angles. Mm-hmm. And those can pay off between three and four to one. So, you know, we try and build a card. We try and build a menu, so to speak, when we're talking about food. By the way, I'm, this is, again, it's 8.30 on the East Coast. I'm starving right now. <laughs> but I'm going to power through this. Uh, build a menu that's going to pr- produce a nice return on investment for our listeners. Maybe don't say the word menu, and uh, it'll, it'll help you get through it. I understand. It's I do too appreciate. Late. It's too late. <laughs> this is like your physical, your uh, monthly physical. I'm like, yeah, don't eat before coming on the podcast. You have to, you have to stay clean. But um, listen, before you give us your winner, let's tackle these three props because you nailed them in the U.S. Open. I think you could do it again. One of them stands out to me: lowest round over under sixty four and a half. Which way are you going? So, cause. Uh... I have a theme here for this year's uh, – it's called the Open Championship. Okay. People do not like it uh, when you call it – golf people don't like it when you call it the British Open. Right. You know, mostly I say, you know, F golf people, mm-hmm. although I do have a golf podcast. But um, <laughs> That should this, be the name of the golf podcast, F, F golf people. <laughs> F golf people. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, there's a theme this year. Uh, the last – handful of major events have been pretty lucky in terms of of weather there have been some forecasts and i'm not just talking about the open championship which last year uh enjoyed pretty excellent conditions but also just in general the masters the u.s open Mm -hmm. um each event over the last like say say six events now the pga got some rain last year but for the most part the weather's been great i am anticipating and my man on the ground jeff shackelford is confirming this Terrible weather for the Whoa. Open Championship this 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 week, and so look, I'm giving out uh, not one, not two, but not but but three plays here, and I'm calling it because we're going to go with the barometric bottoms parlay. <laughs> we're right. going to take these three props, we're going to pull them all together, we're going to parlay these suckers. The lowest round over under 64 and a half. We're going over on that. Where nobody would think that that uh, five under is the best. That's going to be a fine round if anybody shoots five under. Six hmm. under seems out of the question with the weather. Minus 145 on that one. The winning score over under is 275 and a half. So that's your uh, to to win to to get the over on that. That means that that the um, winning score is going to be 276. And that's the four under. I'm I'm anticipating an open championship where the the winning score might be close to even, might wow. be even par. So we're taking the over on that. That's minus one hundred five. And then will there be a hole in one? I'm saying no because it's going to be bad weather. The wind's going to be blowing left, right, up, down, every which way. Barometric bottoms parlay no uh, on hole in one. That's at, at even odds. And, I, you know, we need the parlay kid with his calculator for this. I, I tried to do it my own self. By my math, that if you put down a full unit, let's call a unit 100 bucks, All right. Uh, that pays out 230 All right. By my math. That's pretty good. I think it pays so out over, more. Over, what, that's, no. a, that's a three, three-way three parlay and uh, basically even odds on, on all three? Or, or was did I read that wrong? 
was it was minus one forty five on the low round uh-huh. at sixty four and a half. And I don't know why why people are liking that low round. And the winning uh, winning score I guess there was is, what? The winning score uh, was minus one hundred five. So oh no, yeah, no, you're that. getting close to five to one on that. You're getting oh, uh, I, yeah. outstanding. This is why we need the parlay kid. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring him on, but I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Wow. Okay, so you're going over. You're praying for rain. You have a guy, Jeff Shackelford. He's is your man on the ground, but shouldn't he be in a hot air balloon if you're really trying to figure out this weather thing? Well, I don't want him in a hot air balloon because it's 50 mile an hour gusts. I don't want to blow him into the Irish Sea. I see. That would be that would be bad for the Shackles podcast <laughs> okay. if he was right. out the over the Irish Sea. You're very see. You're, you're a lot more considerate than I am. All right, I like that. I like that. So obviously Stenson blew away this. He he went. He had 63 last year, and his winning score was 264. I think Rory and Phil had a 63. I, I don't know. It's it just it, it's weird because. It's not the same course. Do you find it's easier or more difficult to to handicap when it's a different course, even though the Open is played on a similar uh, layout? But you have you have something like Augusta, the uh, the Masters is on the same course every year. Is this is this more challenging, or do you, do you like it better this way? As a I, I think definitely more challenging because the variables. You know, you're looking at um, something. You know, in terms of the the site that's once every ten years, and so you say, well, what happened in 2008? What happened in 1998? That right. it gives you a little bit of an indication, but it's not anything you can hang your hat on. And this is the thing: this parlay, this barometric bottoms parlay, could bottom out on the on the low round. If if we wake up Thursday morning. And it's um, you know the wind hasn't really got going. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, Wednesday, all mm-hmm. day Wednesday rain, and then you wake up and it's soft conditions and the wind isn't blowing. For sure, somebody can go out and shoot you know sixty four, even sixty three on this golf course. It's a it, it's a very fair has a reputation of being a very fair course. Uh, it requires accuracy off the tee. It's not a course for big bombers, um, and you just get a little bit hot with the putter. So somebody could do it if the conditions uh, offer. But I my guy says bad. Weather. So if if this if this uh, parlay bottoms out, blame Jeff Shackelford. All right, I will blame. And if there is no rain, you you could bet that uh, there will be precipitation and tears uh, streaming down your face. Right? I think that's, <laughs> that's what yes. All that's right, that's a lock. Uh, it's a lock. All right, now the odds leaders for this tournament: Spieth and Fowler are eleven to one. Fowler actually jumped up a little bit. DJ, who was favored, is now thirteen to one. And Ram, the twenty, what is he? Twenty-two, twenty-three year old Ram. He's sixteen to one. Those are the uh, those are the four favorites. Give me a winner. Give me a medium long shot. Make us some money here, House. Yeah, I don't like any of the guys at those low odds. You know my strategy and my my philosophy. I don't touch anybody down there under twenty to one. I just is not enough uh, return on investment for that. It's too hard to win a major. I liked Ricky when he was kind of hovering around eighteen to one. He got pounded. Ricky got pounded mm-hmm. overnight because yep. he went from eighteen to one down to eleven to one. And I I like Ricky, but I did not like what I saw from him on Sunday of the U.S. Open. He 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 was in position to go out and grab the tournament, and I felt like he did a little bit of a wet fart. He kind of walked around, and, and maybe his pants weren't 100 <laughs> wow. uh, percent uh, clean on the back nine. I just didn't I just didn't like it. He was he was a little lackluster. He wasn't out there grabbing anything by the balls. Chris. Right, right. So I, I I like Ricky. I'm rooting for him. I think he's due. Uh, he has a very nice track record on links courses. Eleven to one. That's a stay away. The other guy that I looked at was um, Tommy Fleetwood. Very popular. I don't know if you've heard his story. He's from the area. He's from Southport. 
um, and he claims uh, this this Royal Birkdale as his his home course. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been uh, a pretty hot stud lately. He won the French Open maybe three weeks ago. He uh, showed up um, quite well at the U.S. Open. He he was a top five. He might have been second. I can't remember where they finished second or third in the U.S. Open. He and and he was paired with Kepka. So we got to see quite a bit of him at the U.S. Right, Open. He got far. Really yeah. nice game. Yeah, right. Really nice game. Um, I have a problem with him uh, twofold. It feels like too much pressure because he's at his home course and the people, you know, the hometown fans um, maybe have a little bit of an expectation. Also, he showed up at one of these tournaments uh, in Europe wearing um, jogging pants that looked like he was getting ready to go to gym class as a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> and I'm just not – I'm not all the way up to speed on this uh, – on the current fashion trends okay. in golf. But I know that, that where he had his pants was just an inappropriate place. I couldn't take it. So I'm you. out on Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> on principle, I can't bet on him for the jogging pants. Fleetwood but, was, was sporting some – he was sporting some Fleetwood and you got turned off by it. I understand. <laughs> I just was – I can't look at it. I can't. I can't unsee it. You know what I mean. I know what you're saying. Uh, so, so I have five guys that I'm looking at with with odds that I'll say I I can abide. Okay. And here's the the background for Royal Burkdale. So Royal Burkdale has a history of of producing um, kind of great winners, legendary winners. Eight of the nine winners at this course already in the World Golf Hall of Fame or there soon enough. Patty oh. Harrington is the only one who is not yet uh, in, but he will be in because he has uh, uh, the requisite number of major wins, and, and soon enough he will be in uh, the World Golf Hall of Fame. Also, this other sort of trend line, eight of the last ten Open champions, uh, that is British Open winners, mm-hmm. were 35 or older. And the hmm. average age of the last six champion golfers of the year, that's what they call them when you win the British Open, you're the champion golfer of the year, right. 38 and a half. Hmm. So this tournament favors the old dudes. We're talking about pedigree and experience. So I'm going to give out five guys. Only one of these five guys is under the age of 30. All the rest are 35 years old or older. Right. And I'll just do it in order of, of, of odds. So... Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer to pick Justin Rose. I don't love his odds, 22-1. to 1. Uh, 1998, he had a top five at this course. He really you know, uh, burst up upon the, the professional golf scene. Royal Birkdale, as an amateur, a top five. He has been practicing at Royal Birkdale since July the 10th. He had a fourth at the Irish Open two weeks ago. His pedigree is pretty well established. We saw him uh, finish second to, to Sergio, and it took an extraordinary finish by Sergio at the Masters. 22-1, to 1, Justin Rose. We're going to play Justin Rose. Uh, we're going to put a little bit on Justin Rose, maybe like a like a half unit or something All like right. that. 28-1, to 28-1 to 1 odds. Now, this feels like a terrific bargain for this guy and his pedigree. By the way, Justin Rose is 36 or 37. This guy, Adam Scott. Yeah. Uh-huh. Adam Scott, 37 years old, available. He was available yesterday at 30 to 1. Now he's down to 28 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's made the cut in the previous seven Open Championships and the f- four top tens in the past five years and a T16 10 years ago at this golf course. So he was a top 20 finisher, 16th place, tied for 16th at Birkdale in 2008. He played the Scottish last week. Now, that's another little uh, uh, tidbit here. Six of the last seven Open Championship, Open Champs, 
played in the Scottish Open the week before. Now, right. what, what does that, that what, what does that have to do with anything? I can only imagine. I have no idea. <laughs> the fish and chips at, at, at the Scottish propel guys to victory. I have no. That's the way I would think about it. I got it. I, yeah, I'm a little uh, upset at Adam Scott. I had him the. I lost a no cut parlay, or that they will make the cut parlay, and uh, he screwed me with the U.S. Open. But I, I will get over it. This is a, a different course, and you like him at twenty eight to one. Twenty eight to one feels a little bit like a bargain. He's been a little under the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has top. Top tens in two of the past five outings. One curious thing, Australians have won three of the nine Open Championships hosted at Birkdale. Interesting. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. You but Adam Scott's out. Australian. 28 to 1 feels pretty good. Any Adam Scott, anything anytime under 20 to 1 to me feels yeah. a little bit like a bargain. Now we're going to get into some guys uh, in the upper echelon of odds that I that I like. This is right in my wheelhouse. Okay. This is a surprising thing. I'm taking uh and I'm and this is one of my heavy hitters this week. Matt Kuchar. Speaking mm. of wet farts, Matt Kuchar is available at fifty to one. He's thirty nine years old. He's made the cut at the open championship east each of the past five years. Outstanding form Matt Kuchar's in. His last five events tied for fourth. Tied for 16th at the U.S. Open. Another tied for 4th, a tie for 12th, and a tie for ninth. just this past weekend at the Scottish Open. And as you know, six of the last seven Open champs played in the Scottish the week before. Matt right. Kuchar's available at 50-1. to 1. I like that. That's Pretty a nice good. taste. And he's not a young man yeah. either, right? He's, he's, he's right in nope, that, eight, nope. that 30, age range you like. 39 years old. Like, All if right. you wanted to talk about a guy... Um, you know, best to have never won a major. He doesn't quite get lit, you know, included in that, but he's not won a major before, and he would fit the narrative of you know, guys who are kind of due who won their first major. Guys like Sergio, guys like Henrik Stenson, mm-hmm. um, who've who've come around. Uh, another guy. So this is my only guy uh, under thirty years old, and this is a bad weather play. I'm putting a little bit of capital, allocating a touch of capital to Brandon Grace. Brandon okay. Grace is a South African. He's never missed a cut at the Open Championship. I like his pedigree. He has top fives in two different majors, a top five at the U.S. Open a couple years ago at Chambers Bay, and he also has a top five at the PGA Championship. I like that diversity of skill. That shows a skill set where he's, he's, he's adaptable. Uh, he won the RBC Heritage, which is an event down in Harbortown uh, in South Carolina, no- notorious for the wind. And he's also has a, a, a series of top twenties this season at venues known for wind. I like Brandon Grace at fifty to one in the in a on a bad weather play. That's a good number. And my last my last guy also a bad weather play sixty to one. He's been flying under the radar because he had a uh, a wrist injury. Thirty six years old, Brant Snedeker. Oh, and another guy. With a reputation as being an excellent win player, another guy who's won at the RBC Heritage. He also has won at Pebble Beach, where the winds can get get going. You know the famous one iron that Jack Nicklaus hit, however many years ago. Snedeker has some chops, some major chops. Tied for ninth at this year's U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and he's also got a T3 and a T11 finish in the Open Championship. So at sixty to one, Brand Snedeker gets a look for me. So those are my five. You know, guys, I'm going to allocate a little capital to 
uh, in terms of a possible winner. So you're, you're what, going what do you out think? there. Do you I, I like. Well, I'll tell you what. I like it. Whatever you say, because anyone who you won with is all in that range, thirty to forty to one odds. And so Justin Rose. Let's recap. Justin Rose twenty-two to one. Adam Scott twenty-eight to one. Matt Kuchar fifty to one. Brandon Grace fifty to one. And Brant Snedeker fifty to one. Uh, sixty to one. Six sixty to one. Yeah. That's yeah, excellent. That's it. That's excellent. I so love that. Thing, Go ahead. You you have other props you like? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole bunch of top twenties. This okay. for whatever reason I I don't have the confidence for any top ten plays, mm-hmm. but I do want to get some of these these guys that fit the narrative of being uh, older fellows, experienced fellas, major pedigree guys who have achieved some things. I'm looking for guys on the plus side of a top twenty play. I don't want I'm not I'm not giving odds on on anybody, which is why so people like Sergio and Henrik, I'm not playing top twenties on them. Okay. Uh, and I'm not playing a top twenty on Tommy Fleetwood either, because I don't want to give odds. But on the plus side of odds, there's a few interesting guys. Zach Johnson, plus two ninety five. That's nearly three to one odds. This guy has been five five of the last six uh, open championships he's played in, he has he's been inside the top twenty, and obviously he won a, a couple years ago. So Zach Johnson's getting a little capital at, at, at mm-hmm. plus two ninety five. There's a gentleman named Bernd Wiesberger. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm saying that name wrong. I see. This that. is a German fellow. You don't say. <laughs> it's. Well, it sounds like it sounds like a delicious bratwurst. He's either a famous professional golfer in Germany or a delicious bratwurst. Right. We're going to hear uh, about that both. on on both your all your podcasts coming up. Mine, yours, <laughs> it's going to be all over the place. Every one that I'm on, uh, plus three seventy five, nearly four to one odds. My man Bernd, sixteen out of sixteen on cuts this year. He's won this season three other top tens, and he just showed up with a top sixteen. I'm sorry, a tied for sixteen. At the U.S. Open, I love him at plus three seventy-five. Then another guy that's going to get a, a nice taste for me, Steve Stricker, All is right. available at five to one odds for a top twenty. Steve Stricker has, has uh, a a T seven at this venue, tied for seventh at this venue in two thousand and eight. And Steve Stricker has been inside the top 20 in both of the major championships competed in 2017. 16th place at both the Masters and the U.S. Open this year. Mm -hmm. 50-year-old Steve Stricker inside the top 30 in a bunch of very favorable advanced stats. Finished top five five just the other day, right? Did you say that? I'm sorry. You might have said that. At the the John Deere, that's right. right. He only had one bad round that, that derailed him from... Yet another, you know, chance at at, at uh, winning that thing. I think he's won it three times. Mm-hmm. But he's got a so top thirty in advanced stats, bogey avoidance. He's very good scrambling, which is a real uh, uh, pr- important uh, attribute this week in driving accuracy. Steve Stricker at plus f- five to one odds. He is getting a taste. I, I like I, that. I assure you. Nice. He's a fifty-year-old so that, man. That's my menu. That's my menu. That's that, my menu, cuz. That's good. Top twenty: Zach Johnson plus two ninety-five, Bernd Weisberger. Plus three seventy five and Steve Stricker five to one. Beautiful. Who do we stay away from, House? Do you have a feel for anyone? Is there someone everyone's in love with that you like? Ah, I just not feeling it. The guys that I, that I mentioned. So I, well, I mean, uh, Jason Day is not in form, so I w- I'm not going to touch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fowler, the odds aren't good enough um, to bet him to win. Uh, I like Jordan Spieth. Actually, I like him quite a bit this week, but 11-1, to 1, I can't touch him. DJ, stay away. So the two guys I would say, say stay away from, actually three guys, uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, 
Jason Day and Rory McIlroy, who has really uh, uh, submarined his own season through a combination of um, injury that is not exactly his fault in in the off season. Mm-hmm. But then you know there's he's been accused of rushing back, and then he he went for a money grab mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago. He switched over all of his equipment to a to to TaylorMade and tried to work in a brand new putter. And he's been atrocious ever since. He's missed three out of four cuts, uh, and he had a chance to make a cut last week. And and uh, the putt that he he had on eighteen. Now this is the thing with Rory. He is an incandescent talent. Mm-hmm. He's always around the hoop. He's always a guy you should be worried about. But he's been so so out of form. And I honestly think uh, he's been sort of disrespectful to the game really? in, in terms of you know jumping. You don't you don't. Uh, Try and, and work in a brand new bag. Try and get all fourteen new clubs and a new ball in the middle of the season when you're not even playing in events because you're injured. Right? It's disrespectful. The the golf karma gods do not like that kind of behavior. Cause I hear you. It's like if Steph Curry was all of a sudden chewing on like a polka dot uh, mouth guard, and you're like, "Whoa, back off! You're not gonna. This is not gonna be good for anybody." Yeah, I could see that. I guess it is disrespectful. Something just like that. Yes, <laughs> just like the polka dot mouth guard. I love it. Thank you, Joe House. What a great, what a, you've said it all. You really have. Rose, Scott, Kuchar, Grace, Snedeker to win. All those in the 28 to 60 to 1, 22 to 60 to 1 range. Top 20, Zach Johnson, Bernd Weisberger, Steve Stricker. And stay away from Rory, maybe Day, and Fowler. Those guys. Uh, the podcast is House of Carbs. Like I said, it's every bit as good as the title. And I'm, I'm going to give you a negative plug here, but I'm going to turn it around. If you're on a diet, I don't recommend it. But if you're a fat bastard like me and 89% of the rest of America, it's for you. Who do you have on this week, House? We have coming. So we already have uh, episode three is up. It's live right now. We had on Chef David Chang. Outstanding. Yes. Uh, it was so good. We had to break it into two parts. He announced his new restaurant opening up in L.A. So, cuz, I'm coming out. We need to go to that uh, restaurant opening together. I love and, it. And uh, you know what? We'll go, we'll go to Fogo de Chao and we'll steal a couple cards so we can just have green cards to show them. Let's we'll do it. flip the green and tell them just keep bringing the food at the food opening. And this week coming up, we're recording with none other than Chris Bianco. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Now, tell me, did you get any of that pizza last night? I am going to actually, I'm going, uh, I don't want to make you jealous here, but after this, I'm going to Jimmy's house where Chris Bianco is cooking. And yes, you could rest assured that pizza will be featured prominently on the menu. But yes, you I should. Dirty I should, son of a bitch. I'm starving. I'm going to send you a slice to Washington. That's great. The David <laughs> Chang thing was great, but I eat so much pokey. I got freaked out by him saying, uh, don't go to pokey stores. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I don't believe you. If there's one thing that Cus does not eat, it's, it's okay. I know that. I know that much. Thanks. The other guy on that pod no. worth listening is, is Mike Lombardi. We talk diners. We we talk some L.A. diners. Oh, we talked about loves it. Bill's up on Manhattan Beach. Isn't that a diner or is that just a pancake house? Uh, Uncle Bill's Pancake. Yeah, no, it's mostly a pancake yeah. house. But, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I, I trust Lombardi with the diners. Thanks so much, Al. Of course. That, Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate that. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or if you just want to tell me how amazingly insightful and funny this podcast is, email us at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Tweet me at TheCousinSal. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight, John Favreau, Tiffany Haddish, and the Revivalists. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Joe House. 
I'm Cousin Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Hey, make sure to watch The Ringer's new live reaction show, Talk the Thrones. Each week, Andy Greenwald, Mother of Dragons' Mallory Rubin, Chris Ryan, and our very own mister, Jason Concepcion, are coming to you live after the East Coast airings of Game of Thrones Season 7. Talk the Thrones will stream exclusively on Twitter and Periscope right after each episode ends and can be found on The Ringer's Twitter handle, at Ringer. They'll be reacting at the same time as you, contextualizing the events and explaining everything that just unfolded. Let me tell you, this is a very confusing show, and Andy, Mallory, and Chris, they do a great job of making sense of it. Again, the show is called Talk the Thrones, and you can stream it live after the East Coast airings of Game of Thrones Season 7 on our Twitter and Periscope at Ringer.